Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There is no better group of plants for flower power and forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to this week in the garden. I'm Peter Seabrook here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. Later on, I'll be talking to the sales director of Wyvale Nurseries, a name we're all familiar with in horticulture. We'll be discussing some of their new plants, from Chinese privet to salvia little kiss. My thanks to our producer Charlie Jones and to Sutton Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this week's podcast. What a fantastic bank holiday. I don't think I ever remember weather like that sitting in the shade on the bank holiday Monday on my really lush green lawn that had taken some cutting I have to say it was an absolute joy gardens on bank holidays are lovely places to be I'm afraid I sat a bit too long didn't get a start on my sweet pea trench and I must get on with that this week I like to get the soil really well prepared ready to sow in the 10th of October and we've got a very good offer actually in the paper this coming Saturday on sweet pea seeds if you're looking for a bit of a bargain of some really good varieties and another quick tip I nipped into the Wyvale garden centres and I see that they're offering all seeds at 50 pence a packet you'll have to be quick because I think they're going to go a bit quick you know they just clear everything and then get a new lot in I bought a packet of melons Three pounds ninety-nine for four seeds, and I bought them for fifty pence. And I bought quite a lot of salad greens too for the schools. So there's some uh, bargains there. I think this week I should call Harvest Festival. I've never seen so much stuff. I mean, I was thinking at breakfast, on the cereal there were fresh plums, raspberries, strawberries, apples, the new variety or fairly new scrumptious, a really good early apple that, blueberries, blackberries. All from the garden, and we've had fresh fruit every week now since May, and the garden's not that large. Really, do encourage you to plant an apple tree or two and a few strawberries. I see that on the Isle of Wight, they've picked double the normal crop of apricots. That's again well worth a try. Go back to one of our earlier podcasts and listen to Will Sibley. He'll put you on the straight and narrow as far as all those stone fruits are concerned. I also hear that plant imports from Holland are down by seven percent in July. Looks as if that Brexit might help our home producers. I hope we get a few more growers at home growing stuff, so that we can be a little more self-sufficient. We always talk about vegetable succession. And again, we've just recorded another little video tip, showing the crops in my little 20 foot by 30 foot veg plot. We've got runner beans over eight feet high, and they're feeding five families at present, by the look of things. And then sweet corn right up to my head height and above. It won't be very long before we're snapping fresh cobs out of those. In their shadow, we've sown the winter radish, 
got a, a late sowing of peas, a variety terrain that uh, withstands a bit of mildew, and then alongside that, late sowing of carrots, and of course the Brussels sprouts ready for Christmas. You don't need very much space, and boy, when we get summer rain, can that be productive? There's still time, you know, if you want to uh, grow a few onions. It's too late to sow the seed, but you could plant uh, the Japanese onion sets and, and also cabbage to mature through the winter and to cut as hearted cabbage in the spring. Thinking of varieties like April and Flower of Spring. Too late to sow those, but garden centres will have plants and you get those planted in the next four weeks. Then you'll have uh, green vegetables for January through to May pretty well and watch out for some edible ornamental kales yeah it's quite useful to get these things that you can put in the flower border look quite attractive white variegated pink variegated and purple variegated and at last they're breeding some that taste quite nice and you can keep sowing of course land cress very good thing to sow now grows through the winter and it tastes very much like watercress now today's guest is uh, rather special uh, and uh, connected to a family business that I've known quite a long time. A fellow called Harry Williamson set up um, a nursery in Hereford and developed both a rose nursery, specialist rose nursery and then garden centre. Uh, and his son-in-law took over the garden centres, uh, took them up to about 60, I suppose, and that's uh, the origins of the Wyvar garden centres we know today. But the nurseries went on separately under Harry's son, Peter, the late Peter Williamson. And now the sales and marketing director uh, is Adam Dunnett. And Adam's with us today. Adam, how are things going in Hereford? Uh, going very well, thanks, Peter. Yes, yes, very busy at the moment. Um, a lot of... A lot of plants going out, out through the gates into, into garden centres for the new autumn season. So, yes, very, very happy with things just at the moment. All systems go. It is, now, yeah. now, now, you've come from sort of second generation nursery business. Your dad, I knew him working in the nursery trade with Hardy Nursery Stock, one of the pioneers of container growing. Yes, that's, that's right. Yes, Mike Dunnett um, ran, a, ran a nursery um, for over, over 40 years before he, he retired. Yeah, and, and yeah, he said him and a couple of his colleagues were sort of, I suppose, pioneered the sort of the new plant introduction. So, you know, things like Scabious Butterfly Blue, which um, we, we still sell um, quite a lot of now, was um, introduced um, by him over 30 years ago. So, yeah. It's a good plant, isn't it, that will fire for 30 years uh, yes. and, and still perform as it well as that does. Yes, it wasn't a bad um, first first attempt at sort of the new plant introduction, was it? it was, uh, it's proven, proven quite a winner since, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. In the way of new introductions, what's happening now with Wyvale? I mean, I've got a list here of several things I'd like to talk to you about. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we certainly, um, Wyvale Nurseries, we, we, our, our focus is on new plants, but um, you know, new plants that are, are good for, for British gardens and the British, British landscape. So, yeah, we're, we're doing a lot of a lot of trialling at the moment. We've got um, um, a chap that uh, works for us who, who sort of um, goes around, literally goes around the world uh, speaking to new plant breeders um, and specialist nurseries trying to find the best new plant introductions and brings them back to Hereford and we trial them for quite a few years and, and then hopefully 
launch one or two of them into sort of British British garden centres. So, I mean, at the moment we've got, I think, over 500 plants um, on trial. Um, what, and what, new cultivars? Five yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them wouldn't be brand new. Some of them might have been sort of forgotten favourites, I guess, that uh, sort of fallen by the wayside that we found somewhere in a specialist nursery and thought, ah, well, it's, it's, this, this one needs to be reintroduced. But the vast majority of them are new cultivars of one, one description or another. Uh, but out of that 500, you know, this, this year in our catalogue, we, we launched you know, just over 30 into the catalogue. So you, you know, there's an awful lot that, um, unfortunately, go by the, by the wayside and don't make the grade. But, um, but 30? I mean, our old-timers like me, whose memories are going, going to keep track of all this stuff. Uh, what I do like is that Chinese privet. Now, you introduced that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Last year we introduced um, Lagustrum sunshine, um, which is a Chinese privet. You say, that, and that is a wonderful new hedging plant that um, actually um, originated from California. Um, yellow, uh, sort of very bright um, yellow, yellow foliage, but doesn't scorch. Um, you know, you can imagine if it's if it's come from California, it can cope with California sunshine. So it, it can certainly cope with British um, sunshine. Um, but very easy to, to trim and maintain. I mean, in fact, we, we've got plants here um, that we've had for a few years that we've trimmed into sort of a, a ball shape, um, so you can sort of turn them into sort of topiary as well as, as sort of um, making them into a nice nice hedging plant, but also seems very hardy, um, easy to keep. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, we're pleased with that introduction. Well, I'm, I'm pleased with the plant I've got. I could see it being used as a replacement to box, yeah. you know, where, where we've got box blight problems. Yeah, absolutely. I think it definitely falls into that, that category. I mean, that's something that we're looking at all the time is sort of the, the box replacements, because as, as you say, it's unfortunately, as fantastic as box has been for for, for, for many years, it's, it's, um, it's time is probably starting to come to an end with all the sort of pest and disease problems that are associated with it now. We need to find a, a good replacement, and the Gustav Sunshine is, is one of a few that are coming down the pipeline that's... Uh, may just be that replacement. Well, one of the plants you supplied for our Chelsea garden, Viburnum Kilimanjaro, I mean, that seems to have everything. It, you know, it flowers beautifully in the spring and really good red berries I've got on my plant now. Yeah, yeah, it seems a good good plant and it's, and it's sort of sister plant. Um, Kilimanjaro Sunrise is, is also not quite as vigorous, but beautiful pink, um, sort of apricot pink flower on it whereas as Kilimanjaro is, is a white flower so the combination of those two uh, are yeah, quite quite special actually yeah I think they're, they're, in, in terms of shrubs they're some of the best shrub introductions I've seen for quite a few years um, and as tough as old boots as well easy easy to look after a sort of plant that you you pop into the into the ground and um, give it a good watering and and that's that's the last thing you need to do to it. So. Um, and people are looking for that kind of thing, aren't they? Low oh, maintenance, yeah. easy gardening. Easy, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And and also, I mean, if, if, if you'd need quite a large pot for Kilimanjaro, but it will grow in containers. But that's that's the other definite trend we're we're seeing is is, is, is people are looking for plants that do well in in containers um, and that are hardy. They haven't got to replace. Every, every year, um, and so the sort of dwarfer shrubs and, and herbaceous plants are, are definitely sort of what we're looking for all the time, and we, we're always looking for that for the for the perfect 21st century plant, and that's what that is really. There's plenty of them out there, but uh, yeah, we're seeing the the, the big r- rangy plants sort of dis- disappearing, and it's more about the sort of compact, easy, easy to sort of look after. 
hardy plants that are uh, on trend at the moment. Well, would uh, Daphne uh, Perfume Princess come in at that category? And I yeah. ask because uh, I believe Anthony Tesla was a bit involved in that and he was uh, on our podcast a few weeks ago, quite a lively character. <laughs> and, and from an email from him, I see that uh, a fellow called Don Burke, the Aussie TV gardening guru, puts it as the best plant to hit the market for 50 years. Now, is that a, an Australian extravagance, do you think? Um, I would say it's, it's extremely good. Um, we haven't had it long enough to be able to make such a bold claim, but from what we have seen of it, um, it is very, very good. It's certainly the best Daphne that we've we've grown for a number of years. I mean, we we grow probably about sort of 10 different varieties of Daphne, and, and that one is... I have to say, is in a league of its own in, in, in terms of its sort of vigour and its habit. Um, and the, the, the flower size is absolutely enormous. Um, and the scent, it's one of these plants that if you, if you walk past it, um, it stops you in your tracks. I mean, I've actually got one in a pot in my garden and I've got it sort of at, at the front of the, of the garden. And last spring when it was flowering, I did actually have have um, a, a neighbour come and knock on, on the door and say, I've just got to ask what that, that plant is because I could, I could smell it from the end, the end of the drive. So it, it's, it's got a lot about it, certainly. Yeah, so we shall see a lot of that. I mean, have you actually got stocks to sell now? Yeah, it, it's, um, we, we had a limited amount um, this spring, but we've got considerably more going out into sort of garden retailers from sort of February, March 2018. So I think it, it's, it's still not going to be enough to satisfy the market i suspect it's going to take us another couple of years to build up numbers to um, the bigger volumes that we we, we know the plant um, deserves but there'll certainly be a reasonable number out in the market next spring i mean it was bred by mark jury in new zealand wasn't it it was and yeah. he's introduced some really good magnolias too isn't yeah. it? it's good uh, yeah we're trialing some of his magnolias as well that's part of the trials though so, yeah the, 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 he's doing some good stuff yeah now what about uh, the salvia a little kiss. Little kiss. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a lovely little sort of compact um, salvia, sort of the ornamental sage, um, sort of red and white bicolour flowers, but very floriferous um, flowers from sort of June right through to sort of the first frosts. It seems to be reasonably hardy. It does need a sort of a fairly free draining soil or free draining sort of pot, but if it gets that, it seems to come through the winter fairly well. So. Um, yeah, it's a lovely little thing, that is. Yeah. Adam, we're looking for things to do for Valentine's Day. Now, is Little Kiss the kind of plant that we could send out in February? Um, from our point of view, it wouldn't be when we normally send it out. We normally send it out in, in flower in sort of June time. Um, and we, we have um, small plugs of it that we would pot into, into larger, larger pots in, in sort of February, March. So it, it may work, but it wouldn't be a sort of a... A, a full in in flower plant at that that time of the year, but certainly um, a plug plant would be available. Well, yeah. I'm thinking of partnering it. There's a new rose from Germany called Lots of Kisses. And little kiss and lots no. of kisses seems to be quite a good Valentine good, message. Good, good, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good partnership. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we could, we could do something on those lines. I have a very good dot plant too, which uh, you sent as a sample for the Chelsea display, uh, and that's the Formium, Choco. Choco, Choco Mint. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Again, that's a, 
a lovely plant. We we grow a lot of lot of forums here at Wyville do over 50, 60,000 a year. Um, but that's the first one in many years. I mean, we, did, we, well, we grow about sort of 15 or 16 varieties, but that's the first one that we've sort of pulled out of the range and said, well, this one's good enough to stand um, on its own. Um, and it is, a, it is a lovely thing. It's sort of very dark, chocolatey centre to the, to the leaf with a sort of a, a mint green margin to it. Um, but... Uh, um, again, sort of slightly more refined-looking leaves than a lot of formiums, and again, perfect for that patio pot, which um, again is, is is a plus because some formiums can be a little bit too vigorous for for your average patio pot, but that one's that one's spot on for the job. So, yeah. yeah. If we were looking for a yellow one to go with it, container-wise, what should we be thinking about? Um, probably yellow. I guess yellow wave would be um, as good as any. Sort of to. Uh, Bring us right up to date. What's moving out fast now? What are you delivering to go on to garden centres that uh, we should keep an eye out for in the next week or two? It's good planting time, isn't it? September. Yeah, well, it's perfect planting time. Early autumn is, is the ultimate time. The soil's, the soil's still warm, um, so sort of the roots will grow actively and get, a, get away so much, so much quicker in the following spring if you plant now. So, yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a, it's a really good time, time of year to, to plant. A hedge, for instance, so we're sending out a lot of sort of container-growing hedge plants. So there's a lot of that type of type of stock going out, and and the late late summer flowering shrubs as well. Right, um, right. So things like hydrangea magical series is something we're doing a lot of at the moment. They're looking looking stunning. A new series of of hydrangeas that sort of carry on the flowers, sort of mature into different colours as the season progresses but they look particularly good in in the autumn quite a lot of those going out and it's interesting how plant breeding has really brought the hydrangea back into fashion hasn't it yeah there's the dark leaf kinds there's these really deep purpley flowered ones the semi doubles there's a lot going on there is yeah you say it's 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 fascinating how yeah the sort of once the plant breeders get hold of a genus how they can suddenly sort of turn it around because there was a time when yeah i mean not all that long ago probably sort of five ten years ago when the hydrangeas were really on the on the wane and uh, yeah suddenly the plant breeders have got hold of it and produced some stunning new um new new varieties and it's reinvigorated the, the genus completely so yeah. yeah adam it's very good to speak to you thank you very much for giving us your time today no and problem. we'll be watching out for these novelties hope to have a few more from you for chelsea Oh, yes, you will indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up, of course, it's the Wisley Flower Show and, of course, the Dahlia Show too next week. Uh, And if you uh, fancy a chance, there's an actual uh, competition for Dahlias on Saturday the 9th and 10th. You just take a bloom with you and put it on display. Who knows? You may uh, come out tops with... uh, uh, your special single dahlia bloom. It's going to be a busy week coming up too for me. We've got the trade show up in Four Oaks at Jodrell Bank, so there'll be lots of news next week. Thanks again to our sponsors, Sutton Seeds of Torquay, and thanks to you for listening. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.